Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yeah, today we're going to break the mass psychosis that's encompassing a good hunk of the world. And uh, it, it's interesting because the opposite of fear is love, for sure. But the law of gratitude is amazing. And this is, today we're going to learn techniques that you can create an energy inside of you that will change your world, literally change your world. Now, um, those, because we also have a censored portion on to explain how the world is. And that's on the Dr. B VIP site. And I encourage you to, I mean, those of you that are supporting it, God bless you. It costs less than a cup of coffee a month. Um, and believe me, it is helpful to keep us putting this videos and PowerPoints and stuff out there. Extreme Health Academy, I'm on there every month. I encourage you to join them up. They are amazing. Okay, but also with the censorship, we're on the drjohnbergman.com site. We're on BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble. Um, we're, we're doing everything we can. We've got a couple of strikes on YouTube, so I don't know if we're going to be able to put tonight's episode out live, uh, but it should be going out live on Facebook. So let's look at our fear-based society. Now, this is actually done for control, um, to control people, because a healthy, independent, um, strong population won't follow orders as readily as a scared one. And so it does. Fear helps maintain order in society, um, obedience of laws to maintain power. But think of this. Um, you've got fear in the medical world. You know, ask your doctor if this is right for you. Uh, you need a drug for everything. Um, eat this food. When was the last time you saw food advertised that's healthy and good and nutritious? Um, medications. Uh, do this treatment. Think of this. The further away, and this is where anxiety and stress and fear comes from, the further away that you live from your basic design, um, the the less healthy you become. Um, I mean, we've got a, a society that says, look, go to school, get a job, buy these things, but they're not talking about love or health. Uh, look at our agriculture. Um, we've got monocrops, which is a recipe to, for disaster, but we're also um, subsidizing this. Now, I encourage you to look at permaculture. Uh, Jeff Lawton, and this is a, a genius, but, but this is also the key to um, uh, the law of gratitude. And it's, it's in harmony with the world. If you look at what permaculture is, now he is a, a brilliant guy because he was able to observe that there are certain things in nature that work really, really good. It's like, what could you do to the rainforest to improve it? Pretty much nothing, because it's already functioning well. Um, and I encourage Jeff Lawton, it's G-E-O-F-F Lawton, and there's a lot of ways, because food security is going to be the key, but you can literally create Eden. Um, when you look at, at uh, greening the desert, which is interesting, because I typed in Jeff Lawton greening the desert, and I got a YouTube privacy warning that said um, YouTube is owned by Google. It does not let you watch videos anonymously. How's that? So <laughs> just if you were crazy enough, okay? I mean, 
understanding that there's a way to live with harmony and live uh, in chaos. And we are currently living in chaos. Um, here's a quote from Marsha Angel, Angel uh, editor of the New England Journal of Medicine for over 20 years. It is simply no longer possible to believe much of the clinical research that's published or to rely on judgment of trusted physicians and authoritative medical guidelines. Medical guidelines. I take no pleasure in this conclusion, which I've reached slowly and reluctantly over my two decades as editor-in-chief of the New England Journal of Medicine. Um, this scenario is detailed out very, very clearly in the book by Robert Kennedy, uh, The Real Anthony Fauci. It's 50 years of a pharmaceutical approach, and that's all that it is. It's pharmaceutical all the way. And then also there's no investigations, and the soil toxicity from glyphosate, cancer causes, there's no um, health. This is literally a government taken over um, by the pharmaceutical industry. So that's the world that you're in. That's the world that you're aware of. We can change it. And this has to do with your perception of this. So if you are in that rigid allopathetic model where you got a symptom, uh, they got a pill. For every ill, there's a pill. Uh, if you want to change this perception of the world, um, now's the time. Because if you think that everybody on the planet should be vaccinated, everybody on the planet should take a drug, everybody on the planet should be quarantined, um, then you're in a delusional psychosis. Anything that goes away from the natural processes causes your health to decline. Anything that goes towards the natural processes um, helps your body, helps, helps the environment. And, and I say this because I want you to, to get the big picture that we are designed to live on this planet. We literally are designed to live on the planet. And anything that you do that's away from harmony with living on this planet is a negative. Anything you do that helps your, your environment, that helps your ecosystem of your body is a benefit. And in this fear-based psychosis, um, our people's health and world is declining. And you can change that, and that's what we're going to talk about today. I mean, even the CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Promotion, um, they said 85% of disease is caused by emotion. So what we have now, going on the education and the programming of the TV, the social media, uh, I mean, virtually everywhere that you go, there's a control of the government on the population. And we've got an unhealthy population, high disease rates, not from any mythical virus, but high disease rates, economic instability, food that's poisonous, an environment that can be toxic, and a world in chaos. This is literally what we have. Now, what about the power of the mind? Well, there is a huge huge um, group of studies on that the power literally is of the mind, that the mind can do things. There's DMILS, direct mental interaction with living systems, where one person can influence a biologic system from a distance. There's Pythagoras would retreat to black, pitch black caves to receive wisdom. 
there's electroencephalograph functional magnetic resonance imagery where you can literally see parts of the brain light up. But how powerful is that brain? Um, the <laughs> Here's a great one. If you start with a prior belief about a subject, then no amount of data can change your opinion. What I want to do is give you the insight that your mind can literally create things. Like Einstein said, imagination is everything. There's a couple of exercises that talk about precognition. And these were people that meditated, people that, that didn't meditate, and they had to predict when this light would flash. And... They, they ended up getting an amazingly accurate prediction at when the light would flash before it flashed. Uh, so there is, um, let's, let's just say, influences beyond. There's also neuroplasticity where your brain literally can regenerate neurons based on the stimulus. And so neuroplasticity means you can regenerate those connections. So now, we're going to get you out of the sick, toxic, unhealthy society. And we're going to have you create your own world inside of your mind. And then that's going to manifest outside. And you could look at so many books out there like Think and Grow Rich, um, uh, Psycho-Cybernetics, brilliant one. Okay, these are all older books, but <laughs> I'm telling you, the information is still there. So what would you knew if you couldn't fail? And and right now I know what you're thinking. Would you open that business? And you're thinking, oh no, the dollar is is crashing. Could you go back to school? Well, the schools are just you know. Would you ask that man or woman out? Would you set health goals, travel, skydive, write a book? And I'm talking about no limits. And this is how to reprogram your brain. Gratitude, thankfulness, gratefulness, appreciation. These are all in every religion in the world. Um, when you look at, here's a quote from Judaism. I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. Christianity. I will in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Islam. And remember, your Lord caused to be declared... If ye are grateful, I will add more unto you. Uh, Buddha, okay, rise up and be thankful. For if we didn't learn a lot today, at least we learned a little. If we didn't learn a little, at least we didn't get sick. If we got sick, at least we didn't die. So let's be thankful. <laughs> I mean, attitude of gratitude. Now, we've got two parts of the mind. The conscious mind, and this is what sets goals, this is what's listening to me right now, that's about 12% of your mind. It's here, now, no long-term memory. Now, the unconscious mind is 88% of the mind. Now, this is um, the goal-getter. It handles all functions. It's programmable. It never forgets. This is like the greatest machine you've ever got. Now, that, now we can control this because if you control your thoughts your brain um, changes its perception and function and neuronal connections um, in in a, in a, a moment let's say that you visualize something this is why you always say or 
you know, books in the past, visualize and actualize. Um, believe, uh, do know, okay, BDK. Um, you're going to have to believe something first in order to manifest those neuronal connections in the brain, and then it's going to manifest, or opportunities will manifest, because neuronals literally change how the brain fires. So, you know, events you can't control. Your response to those events you absolutely can control. And then you have the outcome. So event plus response equals outcome. Now, you can't control the end of the world, death and family, news, economy, but you can control your response to it. Now, one of the ways that we teach is neurolinguistic programming. Fantastic. It involves body posture, volume, intonation, and breathing. So you sit up, and literally you're going to say, I am, before a group of words. And this is one thing that we have, you know, it's been around for decades. But this is a technique that we use for our patients because there's only three stressors. There's physical, chemical, and emotional. And when you're doing the I am, or neurolinguistic programming, exercise 10 minutes three times a day, you're reprogramming your brain. And this is fantastic because it literally changes your world. I mean, we can go into studies, um, the poison ivy study, and this is psychoneuroimmunology. They had a group of Japanese um, patients, children, that were allergic to this type of plant. And, you know, sure enough, they sat in a room and they rubbed the plant on the arm. And just for control, they put another plant on the other arm. And sure enough, 100% of the kids developed a rash on the arm they rubbed the plant on. What they didn't tell the kids or the practitioners is they switched the leaves. So they had to suppress an allergic reaction on one arm and cause an allergic reaction on another arm. That's the power of the mind. When we look at um, stroke rehabilitation, and again, this is huge. Um, This is at a university of Cincinnati College of Medicine. Mental practice in chronic stroke results of randomized placebo-controlled trial. Um, quote, the results support the efficacy of programs incorporating mental practice for rehabilitating affected arm motor function in people with chronic strokes. These changes are clinically significant. So what do they do? They had the patient, okay, and these are stroke victims, visualize picking up something with a with an arm that wasn't working, moving it. Um, what does it feel like? So the brain developed that thought and then the connections to bypass the damage area of the brain were made. Here's another article out of the Journal of Neurophysiology. Um, strength increases from the motor program. Uh, comparison of training with maximal voluntary and imagined muscle contractions. So voluntary imagined muscle contraction. So you think about it, it works. Here's another one out of the American Journal of Clinical Hypnosis, enhancing the visualization of gymnasts. And this was 1993. Gymnasts were able to eliminate timing errors in the tricks to increase flexibility uh, and possibility to concentrate strength. 
And what did they do? They ran them through the program mentally. They're sitting in a chair, and they visualized everything. They visualized the strength of their arms, the grab. They're not moving their body. They're walking their mind through this. Um, when we look at, at another great, great uh, this is the Journal of Scientific Exploration, where they injected these mice, guaranteed 100% fatality that these mice are going to die from cancer between 14 and 27 days. Now, what they did is this one you know, lead author held the mice in a cage for about an hour a day. None of the mice died. Then they gave it to his, his uh, buddy, and none of the mice died. Then they gave it to students and said it was a list for or, uh, a test for gullibility, and none of the mice died. So it didn't have to do with the thought processes of the practitioner. It, it just happened to be in proximity that being around another living being not only reverse cancer, and here, what do they say? Final conclusion. We may conclude that we're, we're apparently able to cure mammary adenocarcinoma in experimental mice on demand. So they can cure mice cancer on demand just by holding them. How does this work? Well, your mind controls the chemicals that your brain secretes. And when I'm talking mind, I'm talking the subconscious and conscious mind. So there's, it's called the endogenous pharmacotherapy. And these are substances that originate from within an organism, tissue, cell, whatever, that literally causes your body to change. Now, <clears throat> here's the key, okay? And this is for visualizing. Now, this is one thing that... Um, is ideal and it needs to be um, practiced. It may take a while to get into the practice, uh, but it's like life is more is easier than what you would think. Life is more like um, sort of rowing downstream. Uh, if you try and visualize something that's hard to visualize, that it's um, a challenge, um, then that might not be the right path. Because the universe has a plan for you. Okay, and this is one of the keys that you can do to, to find that path, to find that contentment. And this is where you build up that spirit. Now, keys for visualization. And this is going to take 30 minutes a day. And this is what you've got to devote 30 minutes a day to do this. And I cannot express it, how important this is. We're... You breathe in through the nose, diaphragmatic breathing, so your tummy comes up, then you blow out, and the tummy goes in. So you're getting this diaphragmatic um, breathing, which helps oxygenate the brain. And then um, you can visualize a white light coming out of your chest. You can visualize a white light coming out of your forehead. But the sight and sound, the deep breathing, get into the deep breathing, and picture something. Now, this worked fantastically well when I was going through a painful experience. I was literally in a dentist chair, and they were removing mercury fillings and just doing a bunch of stuff. Um, and it was painful. I mean, it was just loud and noisy and grinding. And, and I thought, this is crazy. Why am I being tortured here? Since I'm free to go anywhere in my mind, let me try it. 
And so what I did is I started to deep breathe. Well, you know, I've got the oxygen and the grinding going on in my mouth. And I visualized something like um, an island, and I'm in a boat off the island, and it's a white boat. And I'm at the wooden table inside, and we're at an acre, and I'm in a beautiful bay. And I dive off the back of the boat, and I swim towards the ocean. So I'm feeling the ocean, smelling um, that, that fresh ocean air. Um, and, and just the sight, the sound, the taste. You know, you get a little wa- salt water in your mouth while you're swimming towards the shore. That salty taste, that touch, that smell. What's the sand feel like? And so the more you visualize sight, sound, taste, touch, smell, um, the more reality it's there, the more that you can live this. <clears throat> Visualizing for at least 30 minutes a day, hugely important, particularly in our world. Now, I want you to visualize something huge um, because right now there's a lot of challenges. Okay, and that's, that's putting it mildly. So when we look at the number of challenges that are out there, um it's it's easy to get complacent it's easy to to become apathetic um the power to change this resides within you um even caesar knew this give me a band of committed men and i can rule the world well that's what we're going to do we're going to make society create itself in its in a totally different image and one of the keys to that is visualizing so when you're doing this visualization, a prayer always works. So you can pray for direction. But if you're thinking about, um, you know, the fear, the anxiety of food security, that the dollar is going to be crashing, that this challenge or that challenge or nuclear war or all of the, the changes that are going on with society right now, if that bothers you, if that really freaks you out, Get in that 30-minute thing and visualize something. Visualize a beautiful mountain scene um, with a clear lake. Look at the the sky in the desert, the desert sunrise or a desert sunset, you know, where you have that peace and tranquility and and just visualize. Um, And what does it smell like? What does it feel like? All of this stuff will start to, you're going to start to see scenes inside of your mind. And just go with it. Relax, calm, love. And this is, you're going to get some good ideas. Now, when I say good ideas, knowing that there are going to be challenges to food security, to energy, to everything. And the closer to the city you're living, the more challenging it's going to be. The closer to the country or more independent that you are, the easier these transitions are going to be. So visualize and then actualize. So when you get in that meditative state and you can see the sight, the sound, the taste, the touch, the smell, make actions to make that a reality. And a lot of the greats, they would always have a pad of paper and a pencil next to their bed because they would get ideas when they sleep. And I'm talking 30 minutes a day, either right when you wake up or right before you go to sleep. And that that you could even do it at lunchtime during the day where you just do the deep breathing 
and visualize an area um, that has a calming effect on the body and a calming effect on the mind. And also knowing that there are going to be challenges coming up with, you're going to have some amazing ideas coming out of this. It, it's, it's wild. There, you, there's an innate inborn intelligence in your body, and you are connected to a universal intelligence. This universal intelligence you can tap into by doing this keys for visualization. Um, deep breathing, uh, visualizing the sight, the sound, the taste, the smell, the touch, everything. Get as many sensory involvement as you can, and this will give you a clue to the world that you could create. And that literally, we're talking making the Garden of Eden. And when, when you look at Jeff uh, Lawton stuff, it's literally the, the, the plan um, for health, the plan for vitality is in the forest. And he talks about the different layers of forest, how leaves fall down on the ground, creating a mulch that allows for smaller plants and funguses to grow. And it's an ecosystem already. Well, your body is an ecosystem already. Everything that you do that's in harmony with your physiology works. If you do things that are in contrast to your normal physiology, it's not going to work. And, and just ask anybody that you know that's taking multiple, multiple prescriptions. Um, okay, you don't have access to your prescriptions. You're on a deserted island. All you have is fresh fruit, fresh water, fresh fish. Does your health improve or decline? Everybody says improve. Yeah, because we know that this chemical-based um, control of symptoms is not healthcare, and, and it's based in fear and it's based in ignorance. But when you look at those um, areas around the world called the blue zones, these people live to over a hundred, healthy, healthy. Not the last twenty, thirty years in a wheelchair in an old folks' home. I mean, healthy. And why? Well, because they walk every day. They grow their own food. They eat seasonal or organic. They're living in harmony with their own ecosystem. So this is hugely important. The closer to nature, the closer to normal that you live, the better. Now, just to give you incentive to do this, realize that we have, there's a life cycle of a country. And... Uh, <laughs> When when you look at this, and uh, there's eight different parts, but it's literally from bondage to spiritual faith is one, spiritual faith to courage, courage to liberty, liberty to abundance, abundance to complacency, and that's where we're leaving complacency to apathy, apathy to dependence, and dependence, which is where we are now, back into bondage. So the key from that is that um, we have to break out of it. And this is where that spiritual faith comes in. And this is where that meditation daily and uh, literally we're going to create our own world, the Garden of Eden on earth. So how do you want to live? Do you want to live like there's an innate inborn intelligence in your body that's connected to this universal intelligence? Do you want to live like health is the natural state of the human body? Literally, you were designed to be healthy. In the old days, you would pay a doctor when you felt good. You'd stop paying them when you felt bad. 
Now, all therapies must be in harmony with the functions of your body. And that's just basic common sense. It's not a chemical call to your physiology. Um, there's a couple of things here that I can't say because they're censorable, but vaccines will stop until long-term independent research is completed. Medical schools should no longer accept funding or research from the pharmaceutical industry. Um, all healthcare research should be independent. The pharmaceutical industry will be financially and morally responsible for their products, and all humans will be able to choose any healthcare procedure. None will be forced on them. I know, I know, it sounds like the Nuremberg Code, but we, we really have to get health freedom um, back so that we could have a discussion. And, and when you, I love the way um, Robert Kennedy put it, ideas that don't, that can't withstand the furnace of debate. So when there is censorship, you're changing the world for the negative, and that's, um, not consistent with how our plan is designed. Uh, take charge of your health, take charge of your mind, and you're going to see a massive, massive greening of our earth. The earth can be the Garden of Eden, and we're going to create it. But first, it creates it in our mind. And remember, when you visualize, if you're a gymnast, things work out better. If you've had a stroke, you visualize, things work out better visualize in a chaotic, psychotic environment, um, things are going to work out better. So we control the mind, and then that controls our world. It, it seems too simple, but what does the Bible say? How hard is it to open a door? you got to knock. What's it take to be given something? you got to ask. So the world is easier than we're making it out to be. This is Dr. John Bergman, your advocate for health. God bless you. And I love you.